When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. When I come to see you in the clinic, are you going to be wearing like a, a deer stalker <laughs> with like a Sherlock Holmes robe? Is that, is that what you mean? With a little pipe? Marcus is trying to show off that he knows what the Sherlock Holmes hat. <laughs> you know, I'm going to, I actually, I'm going to go to the costume store and get one of those <laughs> and put it on and take a picture and send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. That's your new, your new profile picture. <laughs> I've never thought of doing that before. It's episode 208 of the Simple Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it's the return of the great Elizabeth Benton. She has primalpotential.com. She helps people get out of their own way, identify and eliminate the things that are holding them back and allowing them to self-sabotage, finding foods they love that love them back so they can stop feeling so miserable and pride while pursuing their goals. She's an author. She has a book we're going to talk about. It's a great interview. Rick, you were not on it. Forgive me. I was not, but uh, I was there with you in spirit. Like, Like a ghost? Yes. Oh, the whole thing. Holy Ghost. Okay, we have a couple things we have to get to. All right. Um, oh, man. Okay, one was, was Bill and Ted's. Oh, <laughs> the self-care initiative. I've been uh, an idiot and not uh, talking about this. Well, you've been an idiot for far more. <laughs> 38, 38 years. Go back to the Jason Side episode, which was like 204 or something. Just scroll back. You're smart humans. The Jason Side Side episode. He talks about the self-care initiative in that interview. The self-care initiative includes 28 days of video lessons that you can watch and absorb at your own pace, engagement activities designed to help you make the lessons your own, self-care initiative membership for ongoing learning and practice of these essential skills, access to the private self-care initiative Facebook group, and transcripts and MP3 files for every video so you can watch, read, or listen as you choose. But there's like a... You can't just like sign up. You have to like go through Jason. So if you are interested in the self care initiative, which is kind of what it, you know, it's it's uh it is what it what it sounds like it is. Well, and, and I think um, you know, self care is one of those like you know kind of buzzwords that you hear a whole bunch about, but sometimes you're not quite sure what exactly that means. And I think we've assigned it this meaning of like, oh well, go get a massage and a pedicure, and that's it. But it's not. I just about, I mean, I think that's an important component of it, but Jason kind of, this is what he does. And he kind of guides you through how to uh, 
to take care of yourself to make you more productive. Right. It's not like a weight loss plan. It's not a meal plan. It's not a, it's like, if you don't, if you don't do this first, nothing you try to do is going to work. So if you're interested, we've had several people email me. If you are interested in learning more, this is not you signing up. Yeah. You just want to know more about it. That's it. Email simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com and I will connect you with the right people. And this is a very exclusive deal. Okay. That being said, I have some exciting news. We got we got some listener mail that <laughs> okay uh we used to get listener mail and uh you know stuff like that all the time it's been it feels like it's been forever since someone either emailed us you can do uh well you can email mark it's simply human lifestyle at do not email life. rick at simply human rick <laughs> I, don't know. I know what my password is so i can log on and i can look at it whatever simply human rick at gmail.com or you could tweet mark or instagram him instagram i i I like instagram at uh, simply human Human lifestyle is the handle at simply human 52 okay at simply human 52 (laughs) because i'm uncle rico (laughs) true or you could call us do we still have that option 530-42-HUMAN 530-42-HUMAN do that yeah. I, look, I looked at the website and we had, I used to do like a book of the week and it hasn't been changed in like four years. <laughs> okay, very quickly, I called you a few uh, weeks ago to tell you about the free meal incident, which we already talked about. And I, but I, and I forgot to tell you as soon, oh, maybe I did tell you, but as soon as we hung up the phone, you were on over Bluetooth. My daughters both were like, he didn't laugh. because they're like they love your laugh so much that they were like just wait sitting there anticipation like waiting for you to do your laugh like so over the top (laughs) and at this point in my life i'm like you know what i'm gonna laugh as loud as i want if i think something's funny i'm gonna give it a good hearty laugh because it's good to laugh yeah so so here's would you like me to read the email and then i would like for you to help me come up with a response Yes. Okay. It's uh, an handcrafted response coming up. Okay. It's from uh, Mike Staples. Mike Staples. And well, it is through the website, like the Contact hey, Me site. That is a real name, by the way. Yeah. I'm not. That's not a real fake name. That. Okay. So this was from the like uh, about like you go to the website, go to contact, and this is fr- through that portal. Okay. It, the message is <clears throat> greetings. Oh, that's not good. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> I'm an email starts with greetings. You got problems, man. Like it's either going to be like a. Yeah. What's your prediction here? Like a robot, like an automated, uh, you know, would you like to know how you can maximize your potential for reaching your audience? Like something like that. Or it's someone who is clearly speaking to us in a foreign language, but they are taking it and running it through Google translate and it's coming back in an awkward fashion. Okay. greetings greetings or it's a robot it could be a robot our son recently bought us a simply human dual trash receptacle (laughs) hang on let me let me finish i forgot about this hang on unfortunately the lid no longer opens either via oral commands or by passing the sensor the serial this is a trash can that like is motion censored can i finish can I, can I finish? 
<laughs> May he rest in peace. I'm sorry. I apologize. The serial number of the unit is A46103444. Because it was a gift, we don't have a receipt, so we are hoping that the serial number will identify any possible warranty relief. In our opinion, the unit has failed in a very short period of time. Thank you, Mike Staples. Well, well, Mike. <laughs> hey, let's all let's like raise some money and let's buy him <laughs> and send it to him and be like, "Okay, hey, listen, um, we're not the trash can people, but, but here you uh, go. Heard your email, and we were like, "Hey, we're with this guy." And so we raised some money and we bought you trash can. Well, unless it's like four hundred dollars, because I want that money. Hang on, simple human. Dual like, trash. Okay. Do we do we need a trash can that's motion activated? It's one hundred and eighty dollars for a trash can. Are we? We're. It's happening. Idiocracy. It's a a a a bucket for you to put garbage. Literal in. garbage. Simple human dual compartment semi round fifty five liter step trash can one hundred and seventy nine. That's dollars. ridiculous. Okay, we're not raising money to buy this guy a hundred and eighty dollars. <laughs> but I was like, I was all excited. Hey, hang on, hang on, hang on. What we should do, okay, is get him like a regular trash can, like a. <laughs> this was five dollars. You can step on the little pedal, and the lid comes up, and they're like twenty bucks. Oh my gosh, Rick! Should I email? Should I email him back and say, "What is your address? We will send you a trash can." <laughs> <laughs> And then Amazon him just like yeah, a, a plastic it's bucket. Attached to it like, hey, listen, we're not the uh, we're not the simply human trash can people, but we feel like you needed a trash can replacement. <laughs> the, only <problem laughs> yes. the only problem with that is like the return address would be like my personal address. Yes, let's let's uh, let's do this. <laughs> well, what? How could I get? I guess I could just go to the UPS store and send it and like put a return address as like but you can do this like on Amazon, like on your app. I know, but yeah. I don't want I don't want my return address on the label. I don't know. You know, so I could just go to the UPS store and when I put on the return address I could just put a make up an address. Then you'd have to like pay for shipping. That's why this is genius, is because it's only like twenty bucks. Because I'm sure it's free to ship a trash. I'm sure, you can find it at trash can on Amazon Prime for fifteen dollars. That's too much. <laughs> we should mail him a bucket. A five-gallon Home, five gallon home Depot bucket. It's a receptacle for your trash. Why, are you, why do you have... What kind of a person has... A 108. Dear, dear Mr. Staples. <laughs> what, what, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> all right, I'll, let's let's text about this and figure out. Okay, yes, because I want to send him a trash can, but I don't want to be mined in this. We just have to figure out exactly what we. Yeah, want. I don't want to be identified. I will forward you this email. <laughs> I'm gonna forward you this email. We need to find out like where he <laughs> where he works. Haven't said to his job. Oh gosh, my whole sock drawer just almost fell out. That's what she said. <laughs> Okay, um, so I was all excited about getting listener email, and I was like, oh. But listen, he had to go, so he he went to our website. Yeah, because he contacted you through that. And saw Eat, Sleep, okay, Move, Enjoy. How old is Mike Staples? He's got to be in his 70s. Oh, I'm thinking 80s, 80s probably. 
because he had to see that it was like a how to to use the the internet. It was like very clearly not a kitchen appliance website. True, and yeah, there there are no trash cans available on our store. (laughs) Pictures of trash cans anywhere. We're we're gonna get an email that's like, uh, hey guys, uh. When are you going to release another uh, Sasquatch episode? <laughs> <laughs> Simply Sasquatch. Okay. Um, uh, do we time. need to talk about very quickly? My daughters are ten and eight, and we just—they had a friend over for like a sleepover, and we watched the 1988 classic with starring Keanu Reeves and George Carlin, Bill and Ted's Excellent and Adventure. And Alex Winter. Yes, very good. Yes. Did he do something later in life? <laughs> yeah, Bill and Ted's part two. <laughs> Is that all he did? Like Keanu Reeves has has had quite I the watched career. Watched the Matrix the other day. Had that to the bragging montage. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's great. And all the uh uh oh, when he's like the crazy gu- assassin gun. John Wick movies are great. Oh, yeah, I'm not. Well, not really. they're great. Um, all that to say. It was, yeah, it was such a bad movie. It's such a bad movie. I feel like... How, oh, hang on. When's the how last was, time you've seen it? How I've seen it probably at least 20 times. Okay. Probably 30. Hey, okay, we just got another... We just got another email. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, oh, no, this is a legitimate... It's a podcast interview. I was like, this is Mike Staples, and he's like... Why <laughs> Mark and Rick check their email. Why haven't you responded to my email? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it was a it was a legitimate one. Okay, um, anyway, like I, uh, in fact, um, you would be interested to know this. Okay. Bill and Ted's predates our friendship. It does because um, I saw Bill and Ted's the first time with a kid who you will not know. Oh, uh, briefly went to church at the same church that we went to. Eric. <sighs> And I want to say it's like Beckwith, something to that effect. Um, and we went over to his house some Sunday afternoon and watched uh, Bill and Ted's. Yeah. So I remember thinking it was like a genius movie. And then when you like watch it now, it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, of course. What? I guess that's any movie. But I mean, 1988, it's 31 years ago. It's pretty, uh, pretty forward thinking uh, script idea, though. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> You're disappointed with how they didn't remain historically accurate. Yeah, because I don't think, I mean, like, wasn't Beethoven deaf? That was Mozart. <laughs> Which one was, was Beethoven, you idiot? <laughs> <laughs> Mozart wasn't deaf? Uh, well, I don't think so. <laughs> how will anyone ever know if Mozart was deaf? Vet.org. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, do we want to talk about riding the snake, or is that too gross? I was going to ask, t- start texting you about that today. Um, let's take this that particular conversation offline. Okay. Because we've been we've been ex- I I have been experimenting with extended like like twenty four plus hour like forty eight hour fasts where you're only drinking water and like electrolytes, and I've had some. I've been and I've been like testing strength since yeah. like Memorial Day, and I've been doing all these tests on myself. I've been testing blood sugar and ketones and all this stuff. You know how I do, and I'm really liking it. And you tried one, and we need to talk I about one. I was going to try uh, starting a second one today, but um, 
<laughs> it didn't happen. Uh, but I think this may be something that I start incorporating. Yeah. So maybe next. Show. That sounds crazy, but I went 48 hours and nothing to eat at all. No calories consumed whatsoever. And I was by the end of the 48 hours, I was not miserable. Like dying. I, right. Right. I, on, I, I, I kind of made a thing out of it after the class I teach on Tuesday nights. I was like, all right, so I'm going to go get some tacos and I'm going to go home and I'm going to eat them and I'm going to feel very satisfied. But like if, uh, you know, the tacos would have flown out the window on the way home, right. I wouldn't have been like terribly my brother Brad did 48, and when he got to 48, he was like, what happens if I just keep going because I'm not hungry at all? I could have literally kept going. The only reason, uh, I mean, I'm still working my way through this. I had a little bit of self-doubt because I had a hockey game last Thursday. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, I, I don't want to crash in the middle of this game. Uh, we're, my team's already terrible, and so like, I get overworked big time. Yeah. Uh, so that's the only reason I broke after 48 i probably would have gone another 24 hours yeah so that don't we're just mentioning this we're, we'll talk about it at length like the benefits and how to we didn't do like to a do show it. like we used to do where, where it's just a short about fast we're like we go into like one particular topic and that's what we talk about yeah that's yeah. a good idea we do have a show we do have a guest on monday night dr kendula and then i'm in then i'm gone so we, we we'll figure it out but Maybe even if it is like a, a crosstalk where we're just like, uh, you know, oh gosh, no, I was like, I should like write an article about it and put it on my website since I haven't posted a blog in years. Um, but there's all sorts of benefits as far as it's not just about losing weight. It's like there's cancer fighting properties of this. There's insulin sensitivity reset. There's uh, brain stuff. Uh, you're human human body that is incredibly complex and there's a lot of uh, a lot of good benefits from this yeah that are yeah it's, it's not starving yourself you're not doing it to create a calorie deficit you're you're tapping into your fat stores and everybody's got months of fat storage on their bodies and uh, it's just not a conventional thing it's like barefoot running it's like well that's ridiculous and, and this is one of those things man we're let's put a bookmark in this for sure okay uh, revisit at length but it's one of those things too where you have to like change your way of thinking because right it when people find out like you haven't eaten in 48 hours like, oh that's crazy you're you're you know that's not that's not okay yeah uh you know kicking you in the nuts with like uh well i, I read an article the other day about uh, starvation mode and uh, right. uh, you're so losing muscle people think oh you're losing muscle i've gotten like stronger yeah. over the last six seven like, weeks like we need to talk at length about this yeah Okay. Um, well, let's get to Elizabeth. Um, we've already been going here kind of long. What? And then, uh, so Elizabeth's great. So here she is, Elizabeth Benton, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, in January of 2016, I said that weird, Elizabeth Benton joined us, and it was a great conversation. And I think that led, like, my mom joined your newsletter or something after she listened to our show. So you had this, like, uh, influence on my family. But you're back. Welcome back. Thank you for having me back. I always think it's such a huge honor to have somebody on my show twice or be on somebody yeah. else's show twice because that means like you didn't totally screw it up. Well, and it's funny, like Rick and I have talked about like some guests were like, oh, please. Yeah, we'll have you back on. And then like we never have them back on, you know, but then there's yeah. others that were like we hang up and we're like, OK, make a note like, like for like this is a for real one. It's like, yeah, let's have dinner sometime when you just say it. And you don't really mean right, it. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> like for you, like we're doing dinner for real this time. For real. So. Absolutely. Cool. OK, so it's been 
three and a half years. That's crazy. Um, so why don't we? We may have some new listeners. Why don't you give us the Cliff's Notes version of kind of your story um, and uh, and all that stuff and kind of how you're you're you got to where you are and then tell us what you've been doing the last three and a half years for goodness sake. Absolutely, absolutely. So I might garner some eye rolls when I say that this journey for me actually really did begin when my mom was pregnant with me. Um, not because, you know, that's when life begins, but when my mom was pregnant with me, she was really, really sick. And everybody, including the doctors, assumed that I would be this sickly, scrawny baby. And uh, much to everyone's surprise, I was a heifer, like yeah. a legit how, chunker. How big were you? How, how much did you weigh at birth? Well, it's not even, so I was right about nine pounds, okay, that's which, big. you know, fairly like, you know, that's not absurd, right? but when you consider the fact that my mother, who is, you know, five foot eight inches, weighed less than 120 pounds, Dang. nine months pregnant with me, wow. like, yeah. And she was heavier than that when she got pregnant, but she lost weight throughout her entire oh, pregnancy. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. I know that, that little piece of it is like, dang, um, what my body learned to do because of my mom's inability to nourish herself and me when she was pregnant with me, my body learned to survive yeah. and to store and to be very, very conservative with fuel. And that led to, yeah, I was a chunky baby, but I was a chunky baby who was then being fed very normally and just getting bigger and bigger and bigger, right. as in fatter and because fatter because and fatter. your body was in a survival mode, Correct. and then and then and then when you're just eating like what a normal baby eats, Correct. when you're in survival mode, it uh, yeah, it kind of it kind of <laughs> short circuits, big, big old chunker. Yeah. Well, all of that likely would have resolved itself because our bodies are so brilliant. Yeah. With trolls like appetite and uh, satiety and all of that, except for this one little wrinkle. And that one little wrinkle was the emotional piece of it. So my mom was not okay having an overweight kid. Yeah. Love my mom. She was a great mom doing the best that she could. But like I think a lot of parents feel, she thought that having a very overweight child, quite frankly, at times an obese child, was a reflection on her as a parent. Yeah. And she didn't want me to be bullied. She didn't want me to right. be unhealthy. She didn't want me to not be able to do a lot of things that normal kids do. And so there was a lot of pressure on me, very clear, direct pressure to lose weight. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Which, I think I, I was reading through the show notes. And like we we talked in the last time you were on about a, a diet that you went on when you were like in kindergarten. I mean, honestly, it started so young. Yeah. Like I was in Weight Watchers in elementary school, oh, sitting gosh. there with my really thin mom and all these overweight middle aged women. Um, and I'm in elementary school, oh, you know. And but, and bless your mom's heart. I mean, it's not oh. you know she. It's not like you hear that and you're like, oh man, she must have been a huge jerk. No, you know, that, she, at, the, at the time, like that's what you thought you had exactly, to do. Yeah, exactly. And and from her perspective, she didn't have a weight problem. She didn't know how to help me. She was feeding me healthily the way my sisters were eating, and I had some issue. And she just wanted to right. to get me healthy mentally healthy and physically healthy. And she, you know, she did the best she could. Yeah. And a lot of those tacks created 
some mental and emotional issues yeah. for me. So well, and, and doctors back then are saying, oh, oh you have overweight children? Yeah, okay, you need to like starve them and make them exercise a lot. Like exactly. That, which is what a lot and of doctors she, still do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She had me running in a reflective vest oh. up and down the street <laughs> before school Jeez. while she followed me in the car because, again, doctors yeah. were like, make her run. Right, right. And the doctors would recommend these little these little tin cans that looked and smelled like cat food of tuna and send her to school with this for lunch. Right. Are you kidding me? Right. Um, I would steal quarters and <laughs> get stuff out of the vending machine. You were like the bully that was like shaking the other kids from their <laughs> ankles <laughs> until their change came out and just like taking it. Everyone was scared of you. Yeah. <laughs> you're, and you're what? wearing the reflective vest. Everyone thinks you're like some sort of superhero. Right. Like, yeah. right. I'm like the lunchroom pop. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the downside of all of that was that I started having a lot of shame around food and a lot of restrictive compensatory behaviors where if nobody was looking, I'm going to eat 14 granola bars because as soon as mom's looking, I'm not allowed to have that. Right. So we had a physical issue compounded by a mental issue. And also I shared my mom's desire to lose weight. I wasn't just like the happy fat kid, the happy fat teenager. I desperately wanted to lose weight, but I had this mental hang up. I had this physical hang up and it was getting worse and worse and worse. So to fast forward a little bit in college, I was so desperate to lose weight and yet so dysfunctional in my relationship with food and trying every diet under the sun. I walked away from my degree program in Latin and Greek to study nutrition because I thought, hey, if I can get some answers for myself, that's really all I want out of life. Didn't get answers in the degree program, but through a long sordid journey really came to see that it was so much less about food and so much less about my body and so much more about my mindset. And when I made that shift, you know, most of my issues were in my head. It changed my life. It changed every aspect of my life. And that's really the essence of the work that I do now, helping people create change from the inside out, as opposed to continuing to struggle, trying to make change from the outside in. Right. And and we've said this before on the show and it's like, you know, if you hate yourself, but you're looking at the mirror and you're like, man, if I could just change this. And like, okay, then you change that. Well, if you hate yourself, all you're going to do is step closer to the mirror and find something else that you hate. And exactly. now I got to change this. And it's like, so you've got to, you got to get the, the, like you said, the mindset right first before you yeah. can change. Like I was in this, uh, I was, was like dumb seminar thing for work and they were like, how, you know, what, what's the key? They was making, making some point about, uh, you know, the nonprofit world or something. And it's like, what, what, what's the, the key to, lo- to losing weight? And his answer was like, you know, like eat salad and don't eat meat. And, but mm-hmm. like the answer to that is decide that you're going to do it. Like it's a mental thing that that switch has to click first before anything else can, can work. You have to lead with the mental stuff. And that looks a little bit different for everybody. And that's why I love the work that I do. But 100%, it is not something that just clicks when you change from the outside. It's something you do on the inside and everything on the outside flows from that. Right. Okay, so what have you been doing the last three and a half years? You still have primalpotential.com. Yep, so I'm a podcaster, I would say first and foremost. Um, We've got, gosh, 700 episodes or so. Um, We're right at about 10 million downloads. Gosh. I know, it's so much fun. So Um, do you, um, how often do you record? 
So now I do three episodes a week. When I started, I did one, then I went to three, then I went to two, now I'm back to three. So over the last four years, I've varied a little bit, but, but we're really good and solid on three episodes a week. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's just, it's primal potential and anywhere, anywhere, uh, podcasts are sold, yeah. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spotify, all, all the things. Very, very awesome. Um, yeah. cool. So, so how has how has it uh, your business changed uh, since we've talked last? I would say when I first started, and and I started in 2014. We spoke in 2016, so I I was probably in the middle of this shift that's only continued. Yeah. When I first started, I would say my work was 60 to 70 percent the physical side of things, hormones and how that impacts stuff, nutrition and how that impacts stuff. And then like 30 to 40% mindset. Now I would say it's 80 to 90% the mindset, the thoughts, the perspectives, the limiting beliefs, the barriers to change. And then like 10% the science, because I'm a science geek at heart. I love right. that stuff. We still go there. Um, but really my focus with my clients is when you can become a better thinker, you become better in every aspect of your life. You get out of debt more easily. You lose weight more easily. You improve your health more easily. Your relationships get better. Um, and so that's that's really the big shift that's happened in the last few years. Cool. And, and uh, you know, since we've talked, you know, like when I first started all this, you know, the paleo thing was really big. And now you've had a lot of people from the paleo community like move out into it now. Like, well, I don't like paleo. Now it's keto. And, and now it's, you know, it's like there, there seems to be like a shift. And uh, so how have you kind of navigated through sort of the changing conventional wisdom and okay this is good now this is not good and and uh you know like as far as like all the books that are coming out and then you know you personally how are you dealing with all that and then uh how are you kind of handling that as your clients come to you and say well i wrote this article about this what does this mean my philosophy has remained unchanged and that is your body gives you the most reliable feedback right the truth is there are countless ways to lose weight, be healthy, get fit. There isn't just one way. And I think that you're right, I'm wrong perspective totally overlooks what matters most, which is how can I live that makes me feel my best, that makes me hit my goals, that feels sustainable for me. And you and I can have totally different approaches that work for us. You know, so what I do with my clients and and really we work on the mindset piece of it. So we don't get caught up in the like, uh, dairy, yay or nay, you know, like whatever, do you. Um, but what I teach my clients is your body is going to give you answers. If you're getting caught up in, Oh, did you see that this expert said that blah, blah, blah. And this expert, this study said this. Yeah. Yeah. Like what is your body telling you in terms of feedback? right? What makes you feel your best? What moves you towards your goals fastest? And what feels sustainable for you? When we can really develop the skill of listening to ourselves, when we don't get confused and caught up by all that different stuff. And if you're wondering, well, what about this? Give it a try. Your body's going to let you know. And also things like not just body composition, but energy, and ease of compliance and fulfillment and satisfaction and sleep quality and all of those kinds of factors. The other piece of it is, if you think for one second that what you're doing right now is going to be what works best for you in five years, 
you're probably wrong. Right. Because we change as we age, as our hormones shift, as our circumstances change. And we have to be open to the fact that there is not just one way in general, and there is not just one way for you. Right. Yeah. And it's, and it's going to change and you're going to go through things like there was, you know, I've said this before on the show, like there, there was a, like a, maybe a two year period where I would have like 90% dark chocolate, like a square or two every night. Mm-hmm. And I, I cannot, I could not imagine in that phase that there would ever be a time that I would not have that at night. Mm-hmm. That's like my thing. And I haven't done that in like four years, you know? So it's just like, you know, there's these things you just kind of go through with nutrition or with uh, your exercise or your movement pattern, things like that. I I recently uh, read this uh, uh, about like this analogy, uh, like the snowmobile in the desert analogy. So it's like, you know, a snowmobile, if you take something that's supposed to function in one context and you take and you put it in another context, Mm. like a snowmobile in the desert, it's still going to function. It's still mm-hmm. going to go forward. It's just not going to be, it's going to overheat. It's going to, it's just not going to be as efficient. And so you trying to like fit, okay, this, this worked for this person. So I'm going to do this no matter what can mm-hmm. almost be like you're, you're a snowmobile in the desert where it's like that. No, that's not where you're, that's not your context. That's not what your body is going to respond to. And it's like, you're just like floundering around in the desert, like not understanding why it's not working. Um, so I love that kind of idea of no figure out like where your body works the best as as far as the, the, this abstract context of, of your, uh, you know, what you're doing, your mindset, like what behavior works, like your sleep pattern, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, And be flexible because right now, well, so one thing that changed for me, I have Hashimoto's thyroiditis and I didn't know that, but knowing that that changed some things for me. And right now I'm pregnant. So way congratulations. <laughs> oh my you. gosh. I know it's super crazy and exciting. Is, and this, also, is this how many is this your first? This is my first. What? Oh my gosh. This, this is my first. And I will tell you that I am eating quite differently <laughs> right. than I was a couple months ago. And that's okay. Yeah. And we have to have some flexibility with that because things change, whether it's something like a diagnosis or a job change or a new phase of life or recovery from something or a more stressful phase of life. We cannot be so rigid with ourselves, but also with other people. If somebody comes to me and says like, I swear by keto and intermittent fasting because it's amazing for me. Freaking great. That's awesome. Good for you. Yeah. That says nothing about how that might work for me right Right now. I can tell you right now, intermittent fasting (laughs) and a ketogenic diet ain't going to work for this girl, (laughs) but that doesn't mean that five years from now, I'm not swearing by it. We just need to be like a little less rigid. Yeah. And, and, uh, I love, I love this, uh, kind of idea too, that if it's like good for a pregnant woman to do, it's like, like saying that it's good for your fetus that's growing inside of you or it's or it's better if you don't do something like smoking right mm-hmm. like smoking is bad when you're pregnant everybody knows that so it's like that can translate out and sort of be expanded uh, the, even if you're not pregnant it's probably not it's probably not good <laughs> right. for you you know and so this i you know i love that like uh you know it's just kind of this um a little uh oh what's the it's exaggerated uh phase of life where it's like, right. like if everybody would kind of do what pregnant women do, then uh, we would all be uh, much, much healthier. <laughs> Agree. But I do, I do miss sushi. 
Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> hey, so how far along? Do you mind me asking how far along you are? No, I am just at the end of my first trimester. Okay, and, and so you, like, and now they have like the blood tests and stuff. Do you know what it is? I, I actually have the blood test in my office right <gasps> now. I'm going to the one of my cousins who's like a sister to me we are both expecting ah! for three days apart what? um yeah which is totally not planned in any way yeah. and uh, we're gonna do the finger prick test together this weekend ah uh, so you'll find out yeah oh my gosh okay so he, I, here's a question that i was gonna have for you anyway and it kind of yeah. this is kind of uh, leads into this so okay let's say it's a girl mm-hmm. okay i have two daughters they're 10 and 8 you know, kind of like uh, thinking about your experience Mm -hmm. and now it's now and you've got this daughter, I've got these two daughters. What is, how do you treat food? How do you treat if, you know, they've got a belly, whatever it is, like how are, like what's the, what's the way that you're going to kind of handle that? I think about this all the time and, and um, sidebar, I would love to have this conversation with you in three years. Right. Because <laughs> I'm sure that, you know, how let's I do it. Yeah. Out, right. How I feel about it now and, and how I learned through experience yeah, are going to be different. different. What I can say from my own experience, some things that I feel really strongly about for myself, but also for my kid, this is not just like, a, you know, for, for baby. This is also for me, whether I have a boy or a girl uh, or whether I never had children. Food is not good or bad. And I don't really care if we're talking about Doritos or we're talking about avocado. Yeah, It's just a choice, right? And with all choices, whether it's what time we get up in the morning, how we speak to people or what we eat, it either makes us feel good or it doesn't. Right. It's all a spectrum and there's a place for everything. Yeah. So, you know, if somebody comes over, I, I always joke that when I was a kid, you know, my mom was like super, super strict with food. And then my aunt would come by and, you know, bring us pickles and Doritos. Yeah. And if, if, if my sister comes by to give my kid Doritos, am I going to freak out? No, yeah. I'm not. Because I know that, you know, we're not having Doritos every day, right. not because Doritos are bad, but because we want to feel really amazing. Right. And I also really believe in emphasizing being as vibrant as you can be. Yeah. And I think we can all relate to either eating a quantity of food or a type of food that does not make us feel so vibrant. Yeah, yeah. And there and there may be a time when a big, huge bowl of ice cream is just going to make you feel great, you know? Absolutely, <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I want to allow for that really just non-dramatic relationship with food. If yeah. I had to like have one principle about food is that, of all the things that happen in life that we could be dramatic about, <laughs> food is not on the list. Right. <laughs> I mean, it is just not on the list. I, I don't want to be dramatic about food. I don't want my kids to be dramatic about food. But I also do want them to feel very connected to what makes them feel really good and right. feel really healthy and feel really vibrant. Strong, and I yeah. want to model that and talk about that. Right. Like the reason that I might choose white fish and a cabbage salad is because it makes me feel so good right. and it makes me feel better than when I have pizza. Right. But I love pizza right. and I'm going to have that sometimes, but I really want to model the logic behind my food choices that has nothing to do with the size of my waist and everything to do with how I feel. Yeah. And it's like, you know, so instead of, you know, it, it's like saying this makes me feel good. This meal makes me feel good and not this meal is going to keep me from getting fat. Right. Like that's exactly. the wrong it's, way it's, to think of it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and as far as like the body stuff, which I know can be really complex and I'm sure that it's something that I'll navigate as I'm in it much more effectively than before I'm in it. But I think so much of it is in my own confidence and my own, the way I carry myself, the way I talk about my body, the way I talk about food, um, you know, the way I talk when I go clothes shopping. Yeah. All of those kinds of things I think are so important because I know I grew up um, hearing a lot of messages about not wanting to show arms or not wanting to show legs Uh or or that sort of stuff because not being happy with it. And like, I've got big, strong legs. Watch. Right. Watch, Watch how strong I am. Yeah. 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 And like me showing my legs is not for anybody else's approval or yeah. judgment. Yeah. And it, you know, uh, I've got a, a Google alert like on like body image and I'm, I'm very like terrified of these, you know, like nowadays, like teen, especially as my girls are getting closer to the teenage years and then having mm-hmm. to navigate all that social stuff. And like, I love, like we go swimming mm-hmm. and they could, they don't even, they don't even, think about what their stomach looks like or what, you know, like what they look like in a bathing suit. They're just out there having fun. And then to see like, there's moms that like, like come swim mom. Like, no, no, no. I don't look, I don't, I don't, I don't look good in a bathing suit. Like what message is that? Like, wait, what what do you mean? You don't look good in a bathing suit. I have to sit on the sidelines because of my shape or my size. Who cares what you, who cares what you look like? We're, we're playing in the water. Like, what do you like with that? And then, and then right. that message. Live. Yeah. And then the message, but then it's like these young minds are seeing that and going, Oh, I have to, I have to, Oh, look that's a, a thing. Way. I have to, I have to be worried about that. Oh, okay. And then you can see this like dysfunction going yes. down that, that rabbit hole. And so it just, all that just kind of terrifies me. So I'm trying to be like as up on that psychology and like what to say, yeah. what not to say. And it's just like, golly, it's like being a parent. It's just like, Trying not to screw up a little tiny person, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. like try to keep them Absolutely. healthy and not crazy. You know, that's, that's apparent. And then keeping kids from throwing up. That's the other thing. Uh, <laughs> I told, I tell people that too. Being a parent is just like keeping a child alive and following them around and just waiting for them to throw up. That's, that's being a parent. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's also being a pregnant woman. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's you throwing up instead of, the, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so excited for you. Um, Okay, let's talk about your book. We have a few minutes left. Um, you have this awesome new book, and it is called um, Chasing Cupcakes, How One mm-hmm. Broke Fat Girl <laughs> Transformed Her Life and How You Can Too. Talk about the book. What all went into it? Is this like your your soul on paper? Tell us about it. It is what I wish I had when I was so deep in my struggle, but I didn't have, right? Because yeah. here was my primary issue. I could have told you everything I was doing, quote unquote, wrong, or mm-hmm. all the things I was doing that kept me in the problem. Yeah. But I truly did not know how in a moment of decision making, when I'm deep in the thought of, I don't even care, I'll start tomorrow. I didn't know how to hijack that moment and make something different. Everybody can say, oh, you know, try this approach, don't eat sugar, take a moment and drink a cup of tea or brush your teeth. (laughs) But in that moment that you are excuse making, how do I hijack it to do those things, to implement any strategy, to even have the, the presence of mind to make a different choice, right? I didn't know how to do that. So what I wanted to do with Chasing Cupcakes was give people the tools to do just that, to 
actually implement the things that in many cases they already know, but are just letting themselves off the hook with. Right. And so the the cover and the title are a little bit tongue in cheek because I was really, really struggling with what to name this book that's fundamentally about actively creating change in any area of your life. It's a really sharp life. book cover. Like it's really like, it looks great. I really love it. Yeah. And it, it, it kind of came from a funny thing. I was, of course, you know, coming up with the title of a book is just, just such a big decision. Yeah. And I was going back and forth with my best friend about it. And he was getting tired of my indecision and hundreds of ideas a day. And finally, he was like, you know, can you just go with your gut, go with your gut and in kind of a self deprecating, um, but playful way. I was like, well, if I really go with my gut, I'm gonna call it chasing cupcakes. Um, you know, just yeah. poking at myself. But when I told my publisher that idea, they instantly had this idea of a cupcake, but instead of a candle on it, it's a stick of dynamite. Yeah. So often we're chasing this thing that we're telling ourselves looks so good, ignoring the fact that all the while it's like blowing up in our face. Right. Yeah. And that was so true for me, right? I was living this way, telling myself, I just, I just love ice cream. I'm an emotional eater, not acknowledging the reality that it wasn't making me happy. Yeah. So that's what the book is all about, the tools to really get out of your own way. And it's not about do this, don't do that. It's how do we actually do the things we already know and not become victim any longer to our excuses, our exceptions, our doubts and delays. Yeah. Do, like, you know, everyone has, you know, metrics are a big thing. You know, you can't, if you can't measure it, you can't change it, the whole thing. What, what are your, like, I have a thing where like, to me, like being able to do pull-ups is like, to me, like a, a, a really, a, a better health indicator than like your weight or, mm -hmm. or like, you know, just, it's just like a thing that I talk about. It's kind of a, a, this like a, a, a theory or whatever. So what, do you have like any metrics like that that you're like, okay, if you can do, if you can get to this point. Mm. then you're like, you're that you're getting there, you know? I think they have to be different for every person, right? Yeah. And for every stage of the journey, because where mine are now are changing because I'm pregnant right. and also would not have been appropriate for me, say four years ago. Right. But um, along the lines of pull-ups, for me, it's X many unbroken push-ups, you know? Yeah, like if right. I can, you know, real push-ups, right? Not on my knees or right, anything right, like right. that. Um, that's a good indicator as well as I've always had this kind of, literal gut check where when I wake up in the morning and I'm walking from my bedroom to the bathroom, I put my hand on my lower belly because I don't do scale weight and all that garbage. That's yeah. just not for me. Um, but I put my hand on my lower belly because I can tell like, am I taking good care of myself yeah. or not so much? Yeah. Um, and that's usually the first place where I see changes. Unfortunately, um, in pregnancy, that's sort of out. <laughs> as a and the you want, already... you want the big belly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the pushups are already harder. Right. Um, well, you, as long as I can. Yeah, you can't like stay like neutral because or yeah. or, or or they're they're getting easier because you're not being you're not able to go you're down. You're not as able far. to go down. Like, yeah. oh, I went an inch. Yeah. Fantastic. And my yeah. my belly touched the ground and I did right. eight hundred <laughs> push ups. Yeah. Right. right. It's like a plank and you call it a push up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. but I also really connect to how do I feel about the choices I'm making. That's just honest. Yeah. And I do that through my journaling every day. How do I feel about the choices I'm making? And I'm asking myself that with my relationships, with my health, with my money, with my business. And, and if you're really honest with yourself and you take the time, that's really telling. Right, right. 
Well, go to her website, um, uh, primalpotential.com. There's a resources FAQs page, and I love it because it's like, what's your take on calorie and macro counting? And like you hit the little thing, and here's the thing. And do you have basic nutrition getting started? Do you work with clients? Like, I, what are your favorite books? What is, like, there's just, it's a really cool uh, website. There's the blog. There's the podcast. Um, I've linked the Amazon, uh, the book uh, link on Amazon on the show notes. Um, and we, we started off talking about you being born. When is your birthday? July 12th. Oh, <gasps> it just happened. It did. It was like two weeks ago. I know. Happy birthday. Thank and you. And you're pregnant and you have all these things. What a glorious time. It is really exciting and fun. Yeah. So you're cancer. Yes. I don't, I'm cancer. Ah. I don't want to be cancer. Are you homebody? No. I'm like sure. I I just I want to be I want to be called I don't like the fact that it's the name cancer. I don't like I cancer. Know. Can we be something But that's all in the meaning that you I know. Made, yeah. Right? It's like, like can like, I be to something me It's like crap. There you go. Yeah. I'm like can I be something other than like a disease? Yeah. <laughs> like I want yeah, to be Aries. Whatever. You can make it mean something else. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. We are our own meaning makers. Yes. So I normally I can tell fellow cancers and i if i had to guess i might have guessed that you were cancer because we're very really? similar and just are we just you know we both have podcasts which means we enjoy speaking to people and, and helping people and just uh, i like going out and talking to people and i'm just very yeah anyway so a sense of humor is very similar and all that so it's uh well it's, look at that we, we learned that? something new so when we have that dinner we have things to talk about right right yes yes <laughs> lots in common awesome elizabeth thank you so much for being back on the show this will come out in a couple weeks and i will uh, uh send you the uh, the link when it goes up this will be show 208 and you were on uh 111 so almost oh. 100 shows later that's amazing thank you so much for having me i can't wait to come back in three years and talk <laughs> about kids. very good we'll get it on the schedule for t- 2022 there you go. All right. All right. Awesome. Thank you Bye, so much. Elizabeth. All right. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. And that was great. From the intro to just now was like four seconds had passed in real time. <laughs> We're recording the shell of the show, which we yeah. call the ins and outs, which is the whole show minus all of the extra elements. Ridiculousness. The guest, the whatever. So the tip of the week is uh, keep listening to the show and email me if you That's want tip at all yeah. <laughs> here's your tip uh read read a book <laughs> do something <laughs> i'm mark rogers i'm fitness expert man um next week no, no, no. Here, okay here's your tip of the week okay interact with us somehow yeah call us 530-42-HUMAN email us 42-HUMAN you can email simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com is mark uh, simply human Rick at Gmail is me. Uh, tweet or Instagram, preferably IG at uh, simply human fifty two. Yeah, there you go. And you go. or uh, there's the Facebook group. I don't do Instagram or yeah, you know, Facebook. Engage with us on the Facebook group. Uh, the Simply Human Lifestyle. It's a, the 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 picture is yellow and it says Simply Human in black. It is not the kitchen accessories. <laughs> yeah, there are no trash cans available. <sighs> That's going to be funny. So coming up, we've got Dr. Candula. We've got uh, Joe DeSinis coming back. We've got um, Dr. Ken, who we love from the Department of Defense, is coming back. That's all in August. Those are interviews in August. We've got Patty Montella. We've got Rena Wiener. We've got uh, going into October. We've got uh, Suki Baxter. We have a couple others that I'm waiting to hear back from, so we're booked out to the, to the, end, of the end of October. So that's good. So we got a lot of good guests coming up. Um, 
all and then yeah so we'll talk more about the fasting thing on the next cross talk so uh that's gonna do it for this edition of the same human podcast dear mr staples (laughs) (laughs) what what, what the hell is wrong with you (laughs) (laughs) 